Happy New Year. As we begin this new liturgical year, of course, I'll, I'll start, we start a new uh, cycle in the lectionary, cycle B, uh, and uh, the cycle B is um, predominantly from the Gospel of St. Mark, according to St. Mark, with, uh, because he is the shortest of all the Gospels, uh, we also have portions of, uh, from the Gospel of St. John, especially in the summer, so next summer we'll hear that, the Bread of Life Discourse, especially being one of those, and in a few weeks, we'll actually dip into the gospel according to St. Luke. St. Mark was a follower of St. Peter, and it's suggested that what St. Mark records is primarily uh, the lessons that he learned by listening to St. Peter. So he doesn't do like St. Luke does and interviews everyone uh, kind of anew, but he rather sits down and writes the, uh, a gospel based on what he knows, based, based on what he heard, and he, of course he has... Uh, has met St. Paul and a few of the other apostles by this point, and he records this. But as you read it, you're going to find, uh, and I do encourage you to read it, but you're going to find that he doesn't have the long narratives that, uh, like the Sermon on the Mount or Sermon on the Plain that St. Matthew and St. Luke respectively have. Rather, Mark is filled with action. Our Lord healing and going here and there and proclaiming the message and bringing the good news to the people. And there's, as I wrote in my pastor's notes, there's this breathless quality about St. Mark, and, 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 and immediately, and immediately, time and, and again. There is no time, it seems, for small little things. And when St. Mark especially gives us details or repetition, He's telling us, pay attention, there's something important here. And today in this gospel passage, we have one of those repetitions. In these four or five verses, we have the word watch or derivative of it five times. So if we go home and think anything other than St. Mark telling us, or our Lord telling us in this little portion from St. Mark's gospel, anything other than watch, we will have missed the point that we are called to watch. And he uses this uh, almost a parable, but certainly a, an analogy of this man who travels abroad. And, and of course, those of us that are familiar with the gospel know that this is what our Lord does. After his death and resurrection, he, he ascends to heaven. And if we think that he's just gone and he's never coming, coming back, we miss the point completely because our Lord is telling us here, he travels abroad, he places his servants in charge, and that's exactly what he does. And he's given each of them their own work. I find that important, own work. That we're all given a task that only we can do. Each, each and every one of us, a task particular to us, a task that only I can do, the task that only you can do. Each of us given our own work. And orders a gatekeeper to keep watch. He's telling us, our Lord, we don't know when he's going to come back. It may not catch us unaware. And of course, he uses in, uh, in shorthand uh, in the evening or midnight or cockcrow or morning. Cockcrow is about three or four in the morning, by the way. I know when I go, our Lord is going to call me at three or four in the morning because it's at that time on the, on the most irrational. Notice I say most because some would accuse me of never being rational, but that's another story. But our Lord is going to come sometime 
for each of us, but we know, too, he's going to come in majesty. In fact, that's what this Advent season is all about, that as we enter this great season of Advent, we're preparing our hearts for his coming. And sometimes we, we like to pretend that it's to his coming in, in, in history, his first coming. And that's important. I'm not saying it's not important. At the end of this great season of Advent, we begin the season of Christmas. And uh, Christmas is, of course, remembering his, his first coming. But Advent is much more than preparing for that, or preparing for his birthday. Because if it, that's all it is, we might ask ourselves, well, why the church in her wisdom would give us this gospel passage to tell us to watch? Because it's already happened. But not the second coming. See, in reality, there's two comings that we prepare for in Advent. Yes, to celebrate his birth, but we also prepare to celebrate his coming in majesty. His coming in glory, when with all the angels and, and the the resurrected saints, that we will stand and be judged in general. Our Lord will stand and judge us and separate us, as we heard last week, the sheep from the goats, those who are destined from heaven and those who are destined for eternity in hell, those who have chosen against him. As we celebrate this Advent, therefore, we need to remember it is a season of penance. That's why... Uh, the church uses violet as the color, or violet as a penitential color. It, uses, it reminds us to prepare our hearts and minds, the sacrament of reconciliation uh, being an important part of our preparation for, at, for, for Christmas. And uh, I need to point out, this year we have the shortest of all possible Advents, because Christmas falls on a Monday this year, the fourth Sunday of the fourth week of Advent consists of the fourth Sunday of Advent. That's it. And so if we want to celebrate Christmas well, I really encourage us to celebrate Advent well. To really celebrate it and keep Advent and Advent and Christmas and Christmas. Now, on, uh, on Friday, I was talking to our third or fourth graders, and they said, well, something about, what does that mean we can't have Christmas cookies? And call them Advent cookies. I don't care. But, but really about remembering to keep Advent, Advent. And to keep Christmas, the celebration of Christmas, the Christmas carols, and all those things, to try as much as possible. Now, I know our culture tells us that, that Christmas has begun two weeks ago or three weeks ago, or if you go to certain stores, it began in early September already, with the, all the sales and everything like that. But Advent is important for us as Catholics to prepare our hearts because it's during this Advent season we are called to be watchful and called to watch and to, to remind ourselves, am I doing the work that he has given me to do? Have I responded to his grace well? While we talk about a short Advent this year, I need to point out too, we have the shortest of all Christmas seasons. And so all the more reason to keep Christmas at Christmas. Typically, the Christmas season ends with uh, the Sunday after Epiphany. Well, this year we will celebrate Epiphany on the 7th, but the Church Universal typically celebrates it when it should be on January 6th, the following day, Sunday the 7th. They would celebrate Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which we in the United States have transferred to Monday. So, Christmas is only 13 days, 14 days. So celebrate Advent well. 
and celebrate Christmas well, knowing that they are short, but we can pack them with so much preparation for Advent and so much joy and celebration for Christmas. During this first week of Advent, and I was, was contemplating this actually for a longer time, to, I invite us to invite a particular saint to accompany, accompany us. And as I read the, this gospel passage, I couldn't help but think of St. Joseph. Here was a man who was given a particular task, a task that no one on earth has ever been given before and will ever be given again, a task to be the custodian of the Blessed Mother, the task to be the foster father of Jesus Christ, the task to take them into his house, to claim them as his own, knowing that especially Jesus was not his biological child, tasked to care for them, to provide for them, to be a husband and father for them. And we are so fortunate, and uh, as providence would have it, to have the image of St. Joseph and the Christ child, that the Knights of Columbus, uh, this traveling icon, has been passed through, to have it present in our church this week. I invite us to come in during this week, take five, ten minutes, whatever it is, to pray with this icon, to pray with this image of St. Joseph, and especially men, fathers, husbands, for you to ask our St. Joseph to help you to be the husband and father God has called you to be. For for all of us, St. Joseph is a patron saint of a happy death. Sometimes we don't like to talk about death or anything like that, but St. Joseph can help us to prepare. So, so we would ask him for his intercession, that we would be prepared for our death, that we would, all of us, be prepared to serve in the task that our Lord has given us. For our young to ask St. Joseph for his intercession, that we may discern our vocations. If young men are discerning the priesthood, or religious life, to ask him for his intercession and protection. Young women, if the Lord is calling you to religious life, to ask him to be custodian of you, just as he was the Blessed Mother. I find this especially fitting this day as we discern how can we be watchful? Because so often we think that that means, well, we, we don't rest and we don't sleep. And yet, I can't help but think of St. Matthew's Gospel, in the Annunciation of our Lord to St. Joseph, he's asleep. He's dreaming. And yet he hears the voice of God speaking through Gabriel. And in the, after the birth of Jesus Christ, he hears God speaking to him again through Gabriel in a dream. Watchful, ever watchful, even though he's asleep. And he responds and takes our Lord and the Blessed Mother to Egypt to escape the wrath of Herod the Great. St. Joseph, there is no better saint perhaps this week to start to ponder the great season of Advent than him either. After all, according to tradition, it was just he and the Blessed Mother and our Lord in that manger, in that nativity uh, crash, that first Christmas. He was a first to see the incarnate face of our Lord Jesus Christ. The first. We have to assume, too, he was the first to hold our Lord as he received him and passed him on to the Blessed Mother. 
to ponder with St. Joseph the birth of our Lord, how he came in, in, in that history, he came in time, entered our world, of course, having been conceived nine months previous, but now revealed. How St. Joseph was there at the, those key moments in those formational years, in the presentation at the temple, in the, the finding in the temple, and his growing up. Though we don't hear about it, perhaps teaching Jesus how to be a carpenter, how to do certain skills, all the while responding, knowing that this was his work, all the while keeping watch, being like that gatekeeper that we hear about in today's gospel passage, of watching, of keeping custody over. Let us ask St. Joseph this week for his intercession, that we can be prepared, that during this Advent season, we would prepare our hearts and minds, that we would each call to mind our own tasks that our Lord has given us, that we would respond well to that task, and that we would keep watch always, ready, waiting, waiting with St. Joseph to see our Lord, who comes in majesty at the end, and who comes to us this day in a third coming, in mystery, in the Eucharist.